Welcome to the EAU podcast. In this edition, we have Ms. Hani Koberson, a nursing practitioner member of the EAU Guidelines Panel for Female LUTs, discussing her motivation, role, and input on the panel, and her views on helping patients with intermittent catheterization and urostomy. You have been asked to join the multidisciplinary EAU working group of the Female Lower Urinary Tract System, also known as Female LUTs Guideline. What was your motivation to join this panel? Um, well, um, uh, this is the first um, uh, multidisciplinary guideline the nurses were asked uh, to join and uh, also patients' associations. Uh, I was nominated by uh, one of the urologists of the working group and of course I was honored um, by that. Um, I discussed with the EIUN board uh, to join the working group on the uh, EIUN flag. Um, I think that collaboration from different disciplines um, where we value each other for everyone's expertise should be the future. Uh, And I'm hopeful that this will happen more and more. And in my opinion, uh, I was able to provide nursing input to specific uh, components. What can you add as a nurse specialist to the guideline and the panel? Um, Well, um, in patients with LUTs, quality of life is uh, important in the choice for treatments. Um, uh, And for this, um, all pros and cons of a treatment should be discussed with the patient so that um, that he or she can make a well-considered choice. Um, In the more complex cases, or if if there are several options, um, I think that a urologist, uh, sorry, that a consult with a nurse specialist is additionally and necessary in addition to the consult with a urologist. Uh, As a nurse, we usually have more time. Uh, We also look at other aspects. Uh, For example, are there hindering factors like physical and or cognitive cognitive problems? And we also look at uh, social environments. Uh, We discuss what this means for daily life, work or intimacy and sexuality and what aspects involve the success of the treatment or patients have several choices uh, regarding the treatment, what is important to know. Also, we check whether tools or device are needed. Uh, And so does the patients have to be taught anything before or after the treatments, for example, intermittent catheterization or stoma care. You said something about teaching intermittent catheterization or stoma care. What do you think is important for patients who maybe need to start intermittent catheterization? As also indicated uh, in the guideline, it's important that patients receive good information. And if necessary, I taught catheterization beforehand. Um, in this way, um, patients can even better, even make a better choice, uh, especially if the treatment means that they become, for example, completely dependent on catheterization. Um, I am convinced that true information, true information, and good guidance in this um, ensure the best possible motivated patient. 
Um, devices such as different types of cathodes can also play um, an important role in this. Um, I'm aware that, for example, in my country, um, we have a lot of choices for cathodes or mater other materials, and we have a quite good insurance system. Um, um, the EIUN has a, a made a guideline about intermittent catheterization, um, which provides um, evidence-based information about when catheterization, when intermittent cat is used, uh, what is important in teaching guidance and in follow-up, and it provides an overview of what catheters and devices are available on the market. Um, also, the EIUN has, uh, has a uh, guideline for patients with uh, intervalent catheters, urethral as well as uh, suprapubic. Um, uh, uh, and all, also in this guideline, all items are discussed. But certainly also a chapter on troubleshooting with practice-based uh, tips. My next question is what about patients who may be qualified for a urostomy? Uh, I think in patients with funct in functional patients uh, who qualify for an incontinent or continent urostomy, uh, an information consult with a specialized nurse or a stomach care nurse should be obliged. Um, I think all options should be discussed and explained again. Uh, sometimes the patient has to make a choice between a brachyurostomy or a continent urostomy with or without a bladder augmentation. Uh, so stoma material or catheters should be viewed and explained. Um, discussion, what this means for really for social life, uh, including intimacy and sexuality and explanation of marking the stoma place before surgery um, and to discuss the lifelong follow-up. Um, to ensure that uh, patients are really good prepared, um, in, our in our hospital we have arranged that when a patient is uh, on the waiting list for a uh, urostomy, a brachyurostomy, a nurse from a medical device, a supplier, uh, makes a home visit to explain again and practice with uh, stoma materials. Uh, uh, this year we also introduced a um, multidisciplinary consultation for functional patients who have been referred for urostomy. And, and, and all these patients are discussed by the group of urologists who are competent to do this surgery. Uh, also a nurse practitioner, stoma care nurse, and if necessary, other healthcare providers um, like a psychologist, pelvic floor uh, therapists, etc. Um, in this uh, in this uh, multidisciplinary consultation, we discuss um, if all other options have been tried or at least discussed with the patients, and we discuss if the patients has properly understand what surgery entails and if, and if we think that urostomy really is going to improve his or her quality of life. And again, the EIUN <laughs> has also a guideline for urostomy patients. Uh, and next to evidence-based information, also chapters on material and practice-based uh, problem solving are included. Finally, is there something that you want to share with us? 
Yes, uh, uh, first, uh, it, it, uh, it is great to be a member of this group. Um, and second, I am proud that one of the strong recommendations in this guideline, uh, and I'm going to read it out, is to ensure patients' counseling and, long and lifelong support both prior to and after major surgery as a treatment for overactive bladder is provided by a specialized nurse or equivalent healthcare provider. So I should say for nurses who are looking for more in-depth, the female LUTS guideline offers the latest medical insights. And where nurses are looking for more nursing in-depth, the, the guidelines of the EOUN are missed. Thank you for joining Hanny Koberson for this episode of EAU Podcast on the role of nursing practitioners on the Female LUTS Guidelines panel. For further information on the EAU Guidelines on Female LUTS, please visit our website www.euroweb.org forward slash guidelines. Further podcasts will be posted regularly on EAU Guidelines topics. For more EAU podcasts, please go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe to our EAU podcast channel for regular updates.